Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'm going to be talking about lifestyle prescriptions. So as many of you will know, I am the co-creator of Prescribing Lifestyle Medicine, which is an online e-learning course that is available to take at your own pace if you want to learn how to generate lifestyle prescriptions. So what is a lifestyle prescription? Well, it's a made-up term really, and when we were coming up with the name for the course, I think because it was initially aimed only at doctors, they understand what the word prescribing means, because obviously as a doctor we prescribe drugs. And some people have a real problem with the term prescribing because it makes it sound as though we're telling people that they absolutely must do something. But prescribing has two meanings. The other meaning for the word prescribe is to advise or to suggest. And certainly no prescription, whether it's a medical prescription or a lifestyle prescription, is generated without both parties being involved. So shared decision-making, a bit of a buzzword in, in medicine, particularly at the moment, is is really important. And I don't think I've ever made any decision on a prescription uh, other than that, unless it's in an acute life-threatening situation in A&E, where the patient's unconscious and you're doing what's in their best interests. So before we dive into what a lifestyle prescription is, what it means, and how you can work out how to deliver one to yourself, I think I just want to very quickly recap on why I think it's important. And the reason is that so much of what happens to us in our life, whether it's um, where we live, what our habits are, what we eat, how we move, how we sleep, our stress levels, has an impact on our health. Now, there's nothing new here. And we know that in terms of public health, we need to be encouraging more activity. We need to be making sure that we stop smoking, that we drink less alcohol, that we prioritise sleep and manage our stress. But if it was that easy, then none of us would have any work to do on ourselves in terms of making ourselves function a little bit better. So I'm going to talk you through the process that I go through in a consultation with patients uh, to reach this point where we feel that a lifestyle prescription may be of benefit. And it's never anything particularly complicated. 
But the way that journey starts for me is when someone rings up. So let's take a, an example of someone who rings up saying that their tummy's been unsettled for a few months and they've been getting headaches. Very common presentation in general practice. So let's imagine that this is someone who's 24 and we'll call her Letitia. So the first thing I'm, I'm going to do is, is listen very carefully to Letitia's description of what she means by having an unsettled stomach um, and what the character of her headaches are like and how long she's had them. And I normally just let the person talk as long as they want to and normally they, they talk for about one or two minutes. So it turns out she's had cramps in her gut and I, I tend to, when people bring up with gut symptoms, the first thing I ask is, sorry, are we talking about above the level of the belly button or below the belly button? Because above the belly button makes you think more about perhaps the stomach um, and below the belly button makes you think more about the actual gut itself, the colon. So in Letitia's case, it was below the belly button and she finds that she gets bouts of um, loose stool and diarrhea and sometimes constipation and the headaches um, seem to have come a similar time really. So she's been getting headaches across the front of her head. They come at random times during the day and sometimes she feels like she has to sort of close her eyes or put her head down on the desk at work. So the next thing I do is I look back at Letitia's medical history. So on the screen I can see that she has had lots of urine infections over the last two years, um, but not in the last uh, couple of months. But other than that, there's nothing really there. So my next step, which is really key in how I take a history, and particularly for a lifestyle medicine approach, and we can talk a bit more about lifestyle medicine itself um, later on, the question I find most useful is this. Can you tell me about your typical day? So start from the moment you wake up to the moment you get to sleep. Now why that is so powerful is it gives you a really quick snapshot into that person's life. So um, for example in Letitia's case she wakes up at seven o'clock. She immediately eats a bowl of cereal then jumps into the shower, gets into the car and drives 20 minutes to the office, sits in front of a screen and then nips out to get lunch, which is normally a sandwich and a can of fizzy drink, spends a lot of time on her phone, maybe texts some friends and then is usually desk-based uh, in her job, which is admin support in a big factory. And then um, heads home around half five, may have a snack like a banana on the way home and, you know, drinks probably about three or four cups of tea and two cups of coffee a day, gets home and sits on the sofa to relax, watches TV and sometimes goes for a walk, usually goes out two, three times a week to catch up with friends if she can and sleeps quite late, um, normally after midnight, sometimes one o'clock in the morning. And then it's a case of repeating that cycle during the week.
So the other great thing about getting their typical day is if they've missed anything out that you really want to know about, and the bits that you want to know about are the things I mentioned earlier. So in no particular order, these are the eight things that I'm really interested in when I'm thinking about any person and where their health is at at any moment in time. So the first thing is their family history, their genetics. So you, you probably get this in clinical practice from their past medical history. So if they've got a family history of any illnesses, I want to know about it. The second is their stress levels. Have they got a really stressful job or stressful life? The third is their environment. You know, and by environment, I mean, you know, are they in, are they in a toxic relationship, for example? Do they live somewhere that is covered in mould? These sort of external forces can really affect our health. So that's the second thing. Then their diet, you know, what is that like? Do they live on processed food? Do they eat lots of fruit and veg or not? Again, important aspect of health. Then I think about exercise and movement. Do they do any? Do they do lots? And then the next one is, is what I call sunlight, um, which is whether they, effectively, whether they, they're low on vitamin D. So we know that approximately 20% of people are deficient in vitamin D in the UK. And at certain times of year, that, that number rises. So do they get out and about a lot? Are they getting enough sun? And then the opposite of sunlight is dark. And that leads me to think about their sleep. Are they getting enough sleep? Do they get to bed late? What's the quality of their sleep like? And the final one may sound odd, but it's about historical infections. So this can be anything from ear infections, urine infections, glandular fever to malaria. Why am I interested in that? Well, sometimes infections can leave a stamp on your immune system and that can lead to symptoms down the line. So those of you who've had antibiotics, for example, will sometimes find that you feel tired um, for a while afterwards. And, and that can be purely down to the effect that antibiotics have on your gut bacteria. So the bacteria in the gut, uh, the good bacteria, inverted commas, is effectively the food or the fuel for your immune system. Most of our immune system is actually in the gut. And when you take antibiotics, they can't tell the difference between good and bad bacteria, so they wipe the whole lot out, and that can make you feel tired or sometimes make you get gut symptoms like diarrhea. I'm sure some of you will have experienced this. So there we have it. Those are the eight things that I'm thinking about. Sleep, stress, genetics, historical infections, your environment, sunlight, diet, and movement. Now you may be thinking about these in your own life um, if you're listening to this and that's that's a good thing because it's a great starting point for being able to make tweaks and when you think about your typical day a lot of what might be leading to your symptoms can fall out. So let's think about Letitia. So she's a big tea and coffee drinker, she's had a load of urine infections and her symptoms are headache, and as she described on the phone, a bit of a you know dodgy gut for six months. And as I said, what I sometimes do is I ask these follow-up questions to to fill in the gaps in those eight areas. So I might say, 
I'll go in it. And what what are your stress levels like? Do you enjoy your job? Are you? Is there any stress going on at home? You know, just in just to sort of give you a fuller picture of where that person is at. And then once I've got that in my head, I have a sort of discussion about what stands out to me. And in in Letitia's cases, that she sleeps quite late. She seems to have a lot of caffeine in the day, um, which also means she probably gets through about a pint of milk a day because she has cereal and literally sort of six cups of tea or coffee. Plus she's had a load of urine infections which have required antibiotics and that means that her gut flora probably have taken a bit of a bashing so together we kind of agreed that she could try and get to bed a bit earlier, cut down her caffeine and replace those drinks with water if possible, and to keep a food diary in terms of what was upsetting her tummy. And actually when I drilled down a bit more on her diet, she, she wasn't really eating a lot in the way of vegetables, so she agreed that she'd try and eat a, a, a little bit more in terms of a variety of vegetables. Now, this is all well and good, and it sounds very straightforward, but if you haven't listened to the episode on behaviour change, it's worth listening to, because one of the things about changing your habits and behaviours is it, it can take time, and you need to be quite activated in order to do it. Now, in Letitia's case, she she was. She was very willing to try these things, and the good news is that within six weeks, her headaches had almost gone and her gut was feeling remarkably better. It wasn't completely perfect, but, you know, maybe once a week she'd find that um, she'd get some cramping but or, or bloating, but it had reduced massively just by making some simple changes. I guess what I'm trying to say is that lifestyle prescriptions are more than just, oh, you know, eat healthier, exercise more, um, get to sleep early. It's It's a case of actually looking at your own life and the individual aspects of it. I'm sure you've seen lots of programs on on TV where they follow someone around and uh, you know so there was one I remember years ago which was about people who um, something like secret eaters I'm not sure whether whether that was the actual program title but and um, they followed these people around with, with with these cameras. And actually, what was amazing was that these people just did not realise that they were eating a whole pack of biscuits while they were in the car. Or so often, our habits are invisible to us, which is why it can be so helpful to tell someone about your typical day. So there's lots of benefits here. One, it one is that it makes the actual person take stock of what they're doing, and when you ask them a bit more detail about one of those habits. So, for example, Letitia was surprised that she drank so much tea and coffee. She'd never really thought about it because it habits often become automatic. You just, it's just what you do. You just stick the kettle on. So it's worth listening to the episode on behaviour change because one of the things that makes your ability to change things easily is understanding how you tick and mastering the ability to create behaviour change. It's easier said than done, but there are some techniques that really help. And the thing with lifestyle prescriptions is they can be really straightforward. You know, it's not about 
you know, all, all these fancy things about, I don't know, eating kale or, you know, taking up yoga necessarily. If you want to do that stuff, great. You know, I've got nothing against that. But it, it can be so simple, like, for example, changing or substituting coffee for water for one of your drinks in the day. That That's not particularly difficult. And the, the key is to start with where you're at and, and start really simply by making one change. And all I would say is, if you can identify anything from your own life based on Letitia's story and, and what I've said about those eight areas, and you think, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do one thing. My one thing is I'm going to drink more water. So that's quite a good one because most people... I find don't drink enough water and it has so many benefits in terms of concentration and energy levels. Um, the way to do it, and one of the things that's in the behavior change episode of this podcast is what I call tiny habits. So stick a new habit onto an existing habit. Um, and this is something that's been written about by an international behavior change expert called Professor BJ Fogg. His work is is pretty impressive. So if you want to find out a bit more about lifestyle prescriptions then have a look at the links in the show notes and I said I'd I'd touch on lifestyle medicine I mean really lifestyle medicine is a specialty that's really come into the fore in in the last three or four years in today's medicine although as you know as an entity has been around for 40 years it gets a lot of attention, good and bad. And the main thing is that all of the things that we're meant to do that help our health in terms of our lifestyle that we know from public health messaging about smoking or alcohol or movement, yes, they're really important. But when it comes to yourself, when it comes to the individual, it's important to drill down a bit more and if you can do that in a sensible common sense way which is hinged on things that are evidence-based then that can only be a good thing okay so that was lifestyle prescriptions i really hope that has been helpful to you if you've liked what you've heard please leave me a rating preferably a five-star one obviously and i hope to catch up with you soon in the meantime until we meet again do stay well and take care thanks for listening deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.